Welcome to the show. We're talking about Nightbreed. We have our guest. Come on. Comedian. Greatest movie Mike Dambra. Misters of the Nightbreed. The greatest <laughs> movie. Did you guys watch it? Did you watch it? Oh, we, we did watch it. it. And? I mean, I liked it. Brad had some feelings about it. I really didn't like it. I'm going <laughs> to be honest with you. It was too smart of a movie for me, I think. Like, I couldn't follow it. It was too... It was the TV on? <laughs> it was too smart. Handle, I had, handle the monsters. I watched it once and I was like, what the fuck just happened? And then I had to watch it again with the plot on Wikipedia. Just to like, <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't lock into this one. That was one. his follow-up after Hellraiser. And then he was like, you know what? I'm tired of doing different things. So I'll just make 10 fucking Hellraisers. Yeah, he's just writing Hellraiser comics for the oh, rest of his life. That's crazy. I thought this was before Hellraiser. No, this is his one afterwards. Yeah. Which, like, I wouldn't have guessed, because I think, I feel like Hellraiser it feels higher budget to me. It does, but yeah. it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't, but he did that one afterwards, and nobody cared. Nobody cared about it, and so he started with the Hellraisers, and then by part four, he was in outer space. <laughs> yeah. And things went south. <laughs> Old Clive, he really milks his ideas. That's what I like about this man. I mean, he kind of does. He just, like, sends him down the river, because he only did the first two Hellraisers, like, the ones that were good, and then he was just like, yeah, hey, you guys keep making money off of this. Yeah, go ahead. Just Give me some me royalties, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, damn. Do whatever you want. That. Make a Hellraiser Matrix. I don't care anymore. Give me $10,000. And then when he he really shit the bed after those in the middle of the Hell Raiders, like right around five. He made a movie called Lord of Illusions, which is probably the worst horror movie you will ever see. All right, that's coming up later on the pod. <laughs> yeah, that we're definitely Don't watch all of Clive Barker's from uh, Quantum Leap. Who's in Quantum? I know Qu I have <laughs> that Scott. Bacala. All right, Quantum Leap's way too old for me. <laughs> it's, I think, a 60s TV no, show. No, it is not. No. I think it came out in 1940s. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think you're I think it might that's a World War II problem. Are you referencing yeah. a radio drama on our <laughs> podcast? You guys never saw Quantum Leap. He hops from body to body. So, some episodes, he's a girl, he's an old guy, he's a black guy. He's Every episode, he hops into a different body. But he's always a white guy, so you, the viewer, can identify. That's right. Him. It was the 80s <laughs> yeah he's the protagonist yeah so he was the lead in lord of illusions that's awesome yeah clive barker does make like you can tell a clive barker movie when you watch one you can well i like clive barker shit because he has like a lot of different themes going on with his movies like in hellraiser we had you know like his uh being gay secretly came up in that with like all the evil desires and all whatnot uh and in this one i feel like it was uh it kind of felt like um a movie about colonization i thought almost it was all his secrets <laughs> look at all the monsters in the secret rooms look at yeah. what they're doing they're all different <laughs> clive barker desires yeah <laughs> You want to hit us with a synopsis of this thing? A troubled young man is drawn to a mythical place called Midian where a variety of friendly monsters are hiding from humanity. Meanwhile, a sadistic, sadist uh, a sadistic <laughs> serial killer is looking for a patsy who he uses as him. Amen. And that's Friendly what that's monsters. About. Yeah. A bunch of friendly monsters. They were kind of friendly. They were all very nice they were once he peaceful. got to know them. You just had to understand their culture of being really gross and scary. <laughs> they were gross. They were pretty gross. <laughs> well, I liked the, some of the creature designs because some of them were really cool. They had like the porcupine woman, the guy with all the flesh dreads. I liked yeah. him. But and then also some of the other monsters were just like fat guys. 
<laughs> yeah, like yeah. weren't like one guy just <laughs> had a moon head. Yeah, one guy's head was shaped like a moon, <laughs> and he had a goatee, and that was the whole costume. That was <laughs> that's he was enough. the friendliest of monsters. All right, that's scary for the '98. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the guys, back. That ruled. <laughs> we used to get so high <laughs> and watch Clive Barker movies over and over. <laughs> we had a prop shop by my house in New York, and we bought the box. And we used to bring girls over and scare the fuck out of them with, <laughs> with the Hellraiser box. We'd slide it back. <laughs> yep. Man, flirting with girls used to be so much simpler back yeah. in the day. <laughs> you didn't get called out or canceled in those days. You could just scare the shit out of them. Not <laughs> even scaring them with the movie, just the cover art of yep. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girls used to be scared of Rubik's Cubes in the 80s. That's so funny. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So much fun that movie was, though. <laughs> there was no Nightbreed book, though. All his other stuff. There was a book for it. Was there? It was called Cabal. It came out in 1988. Oh. Oh, okay. And yep. then uh, he also did a bunch of uh, Nightbreed, com- or I don't know if about a bunch, but he did some Nightbreed comics afterwards. Yes, he did. He ended up uh, putting the Nightbreed and Hellraiser universes in together, and Hellraiser and uh, uh, Baphomet team up like the big statue guy. Yep. And there's a, yeah. That's blowing my mind right now. I'm trying, <laughs> to, like, I'm trying to imagine what that would be like combined. Yeah, it I don't know, bro. Like Just a tons of goop. a year, almost like a year and a half. It lasted. It seems like the horror adventures where he keeps making monsters and then team yes. up to team up and fight together. Yeah. I think Clive Barker's villains should actually fight the Avengers in a movie. <laughs> I would watch that. That'd be the greatest. Pinhead versus Captain America. Yeah, I'd watch that. Captain Hell versus Captain America. Keeps trying to <laughs> get all their flesh. That sounds horrible. Then in 30 years, you guys would have to do a podcast and the kids would go, we're too fucking young for that. We don't remember <laughs> when Hellblazer <laughs> fought the Avengers. But I, I really feel like the B plot in this movie was almost more like as interesting as the main plot like about the serial or about the therapist convincing his patient that he's a serial killer yeah and then you know while he's doing all the murders and like pinning them on his patient like that sounds like such a fucking dope ass movie yeah and that it's was just really like good barely a B plot in this <laughs> yeah oh yeah like you d- kind of come back to it they wrap it up almost entirely in the first seven minutes <laughs> and it's just barely happening for the rest of it yeah, man, but, uh, like, I don't know. I think, do you think that happens? I, I think that I'm worried about it happening. The therapists say what? What? The therapists say? The ther- that every therapist is secretly a serial killer? Yeah, and they're secretly yes. convincing you that you're doing all their own crimes. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's not that my dad doesn't believe in therapy. It's that he's worried I'll get implicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly it. I'm worried they're going to weave a little tale that I don't want to be told. <laughs> um... Yeah, so the movie, how does it open? It opens with... I mean, he's having dreams about, like, um, you know, all the fucking monsters and shit, and he feels like it's a real place for some reason and that he wants to go find it. Uh, and yeah, you never had a nightmare before? <laughs> yeah, that, not one that I want to find. But <laughs> <laughs> Every time I wake up from a nightmare, I go look in the closet. <laughs> I really like, like adventures in I really it. like this opening scene where it's just, like, two happy straight people, and it's like, you know, like, it, it really feels like Clive Barker's writing straight guy fanfic, where it's like this greaser from the 60s who's in the 90s for some reason he's tough he's mean but he also is a soft side and he works at a machine shop and he does all these fucking things that yeah only clive barker would imagine clive barker tries really hard to write straight stuff he really really does and it never works never everyone's too gay <laughs> not even close it's so gay <laughs> the hot girl in hellraiser had a mullet like <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate the effort here clive but <laughs> stick yeah. to what you know <laughs> I don't know. She was mighty fine, to be honest with you. 
The yeah, mullet but, girl? Yeah, I'm kind of into that kind of stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah, any girl who looks exactly like me, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do have a, a body type of a hot girl. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> um, so he wakes up from a dream. His girlfriend comforts him. Yeah, yeah, that, that all happens. Uh, it goes to the therapist, you know meets or finds out that he thinks he's a murderer you find out that his uh, girlfriend's also a singer which i like she there's like a whole singing sequence where she's singing that johnny get angry song yeah <laughs> about how she wishes that her boyfriend would get angrier and yell at her a little bit more but for no reason for like no reason for no reason no it never comes back later on (laughs) i think it's only foreshadowing to say like hey he's gonna turn mean later and you're gonna think he's way hotter for it like that's all that is but man that's like a potential future controversy all on its own like they use that song and everyone's like clapping along and just into this fucking tune about you know spousal abuse yeah, man, it's like if they played a Snoop Dogg track about smacking bitches. I would have preferred that, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, I would like it if the girl was a rapper instead of a singer. Yeah. That, That's what's problematic for me. Yeah, she should be up there doing wet-ass pussy for that little, <laughs> that nothing segment. <laughs> Never sings again for the rest of the movie. But yeah, so the fucking therapist, he's like dosing him. He thinks that he's giving him medicine. He's really giving him LSD. That's another big fear. Actually, no, that's a... That'd be like a pro. That'd be like a pretty chill therapist, I think. I'd be stoked if my therapist was secretly dosing me with psychedelics. You think so? Would you not be? I think I'd be a little scared. I think if I went to my therapist and then she was like, okay, time to talk about feelings, and then I started seeing rabbits, I'd be like, "Uh uh-oh. I'd be like, holy shit, you are a good therapist. I know. It's extra and it's free. (laughs) No, you guys make some good points, actually. (laughs) If I started seeing rabbits in therapy, I wouldn't have anything to complain about anymore. (laughs) Right. Once you get a drug Wow, that was the greatest therapy session ever. (laughs) Why have I been here for 12 hours? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't need to reschedule. I'm cured. (laughs) Throw out the pill. I'm just going to be looking at stuff from now on. (laughs) But yeah, so he's like fucking on LSD. He's been told he's a murderer. He obviously tries to kill himself. Yeah, which is like, what a way to give someone a bad trip. I think I would believe it. If a therapist gave me a hallucinogen and then started telling me I was a murderer, I'd be like, yes. Yeah, why not? And then I would kill the therapist. (laughs) (laughs) If you insist. Just saved 180 bucks this week. That's pretty solid. (laughs) And I'm taking this rabbit home. Yeah. (laughs) And I've got a new job. He becomes the therapist. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he fucking survives the truck, though. He wakes up in the hospital. He's dazed. He's confused. He sees a crazy guy, the most insane guy in the hospital. And he's like, let's make friends with him. I just had that experience at Sylvan Lake. You missed this, but before the show, Mike was telling us about a guy on meth. He did a comedy show with. <laughs> I did the comedy show. He guy was kind of there and tried to participate. Yeah, so the guy on meth opened for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's who's, Mike, who's Mike's taken on the road lately. Uh, welcome right. to Canadian Comedy. Please donate to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. For the love of God, please do it. <laughs> but that crazy guy, he gives him directions to the uh, monster cemetery, the monster town he was imagining in his brain. Yeah. And he listens. Also, the weird thing about this movie is that it's set 
that in Calgary? <laughs> so while they're giving the yeah. directions, like you take a left at Peace River, like I know where to go. Yeah. I can't yeah. handle that kind of knowledge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know yeah. where Midian is. That yeah. made me really uncomfortable actually hearing Canadian towns in a movie. I yeah. was like, oh no, I'm going there. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go there. I got to do a gig in Midian. This is not going to go well. <laughs> I just booked a corporate. Yeah. <laughs> corporate in Midian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so he gives them directions which is like this is why like adults just take directions from psychos on the side of the road instead of just typing it into google maps yeah because this guy's directions were exactly right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like flawless directions there was not one wrong turn not <laughs> a midian just gets there flawlessly <laughs> a man chained down in the hospital but still knows where to go it's like i'm fully sane but if you ask me for directions i'm i can't do that for you it was Clive yeah. Barker's very popular theme of everything that is sane is insane and everything that is insane. Oh, shit. Is what's really going on. That is a Clive Barker Damn. theme. Yeah. Cracking this wide open for us. That was crazy. Yeah. I just think that's why, uh, like, I don't remember directions. You know what I mean? And I think that's why, because I don't ever want to seem crazy. <laughs> you always want to be like a chill Brad. guy. I always want to seem like a chill. If I ever find a hellscape in the wild, I never want to remember how to get there. That's why I use Google Maps for everything. Yeah, I always try and navigate around hellscapes. Apple Maps, though, but it'll take you right to the fucking nightmare towns. Uh, yeah, he meets the first two monsters there, Moonface and Flesh Dreads we were talking about. I really like those fucking creature designs. Yeah, man. I think Flesh Dreads are the best way to get dreads. Yeah, just have them come out of your brain. I don't think anyone should have hair dreads. <laughs> Flesh dreads. <laughs> when I cut my hair, I want to bleed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like him. Uh, he bites Boone. He uh, fucking bites him, tries to eat him. Boone gets away, though. Uh, yeah. Moonface is helping him the whole time for some reason. Like, I get that Moonface is supposed to be the friendly monster, but, like, if that guy was trying to be nice to me, I would be such an asshole to him. I'd bully I, that guy so hard. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't take that monster seriously. I don't. Did he ever even have a power through the whole movie? <laughs> no, they I, all have secret powers. Yeah, Moonface just as a Moonface. Just fight, a Moonface. <laughs> in the fight scene, that guy was just throwing punches. Like everybody yeah. else was like making fire out of their hands and yeah, shit. Yeah, Moonface is really good at boxing. <laughs> that's his power. Yeah, no powers for Moonface. <laughs> Man, and and he can't go through some doors. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought uh, the flesh dreads was helping him out by biting him, though, because I thought the guy knew he was going to die. No, I don't think he knew he was going to die at that point. He was trying to eat him is what I understood, but he wasn't able to because <laughs> Boone was so strong and fast. All right, we interpreted it different. That's fine. <laughs> that's, that's the thing with this movie is also like I think a part of the confusion is that there. did you ever watch the director's cut for it? I don't think so, no. Okay, because Clive Barker, like, since this came out, he was complaining about there was a bunch of unused footage that he never got to put into the movie. Right. And that's why it's kind of confusing in certain parts, I feel like, and they gloss over a lot of their in-depth explanations, but... Yeah, I think that's why. Anyway, he came out with another one like years later, and it was supposed to explain a lot of this extra stuff. There's like a whole different ending. Yeah, the director's cut for this came out in 2014. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really he took did. his time. 24 years later, he worked it out. <laughs> he recut it a couple times. He can't <laughs> rush art. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's tough to do. <laughs> I wish I could be Clive Barker and just release like a not very good movie, and then 24 years later, release the same movie, but it's way better. Yeah. <laughs> 
Or you could say it's way better. Yeah, or and, I, and I'll take his word for it and repeat <laughs> yeah, it on the right. podcast. Yeah, it's true. Nobody who watched the first one is watching the director's that's, cut. That's true. And even a lot of the people who watched the first one, I don't think that they were like, oh, this but longer? I don't know. I don't we know if they want find that. that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, because I was reading about it. It said like all they did was add an extra hour of footage. Right. So it would have went from two to three hours, and you're like, this is a Titanic-level movie now. Yeah. <laughs> Monster Titanic. I don't know if I can handle that. Um, but, yeah, and then the fucking therapist corners him with all the cops. They, like, therapist tries to go in and, like, you know, talk him down. And he's, like, doing that. But and then all of a sudden he flips on him. He's like, he's got a gun. And then they all just shoot him dead, yep. which is a real fucking cop move. You know? Yeah, that guy was working with the fucking narcs, wasn't he? <laughs> but I also like afterwards the <laughs> cops were like, oh, he didn't have a gun. And they were like, oh, he was reaching into his pockets. And they just gave him a look like, ah, oh, happens all the time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they, did. they all do that. Oh, well. Ah, well. What are you going to do about it? Uh, Fifth one this week. <laughs> that's a workplace hazard. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's we got a <laughs> workplace accident. Five Canadian cops with guns. <laughs> <laughs> that just means you have to file some paperwork. <laughs> that's can't, fine, actually. Can't let that go to your head. You yeah. know what I it's like getting bucked off a horse. Yeah. You got to jump back on right <laughs> after. Jump back on and get that overtime. Come on, buddy. You'll be fine. <laughs> We're giving you time and a half to make up for this. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they take him back to the morgue and he revives and fucking busts out of there and they invade. or like Because they, of the bite. Yeah, because of the bite. And this is when we find out that all these monsters are actually zombies. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> this is when we find out Brad fell asleep at this part of the movie. <laughs> no, it's just because it's transmitted via biting. That's what I thought. Yeah, so is vampires. A lot of stuff's transmitted via biting. So is werewolves. Yeah. Well. And Nightbreed. I'll go. I'll so how about shut the fuck <laughs> up next time? I'll go fuck How about shut like up that? and leave the monsters up? <laughs> I'll try to book you a better co-host. My bad, dude. <laughs> Stick to what you know. All right, so he gets revived off the bite, and, and then... busts out. I just also think that the, the first uh, conclusion that they all jump to is that somebody stole the body and broke out the window, which, like, how often does that happen that you were like, oh, no, this I, I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah. Someone's kidnapped this cadaver. We got real lax security at this <laughs> hospital. <laughs> um, how hard do you think it would be to steal a body from a morgue? By yourself? That's heavy. Yeah, I think that the heaviness is, I think, is probably going to be the hardest part of yeah. that. Well, they're on gurneys. Okay. You just wheel it out. You think you can steal out a gurney a and a body in the same heist? <laughs> I think I could. I, j I believe in myself. You could not steal a body. No. I think you could. I think you put on a high-vis jacket. You act confident enough. No one's going to stop you if you've got your steel toes on. Yeah, I start, calling, I start calling myself the body mover. Yeah, you're the body mover. You do know at some point you got to take the body off the gurney. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that until I got it in my dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Just see a guy pushing a gurney through the streets. Why didn't you put that in your car? Not until I get to my dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to ride it like a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Running it, hopping on the back for a couple feet. <laughs> like a shopping cart. Yeah, like a shopping cart. <laughs> oh, that rules. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he fucking Boone goes back to the graveyard, back to his murder site, tries to get inducted into the monster gang, does. They accept them. <laughs> they one of their him. own. He gets in very easily. Yeah, almost effortlessly. They Not bring even him down into the place. We meet uh, Doug Bradley is the like the 
God, you know, their leader, whatever. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's God. He's not God. There's a big monster statue that's their God. He's like, he's like an acolyte, kind of a priest almost of like, mm. He's I like their general manager. Yeah, he's like their general manager. He doesn't do a lot, but he's always talking about the laws and what the rules are. But yeah. also, he won't stop you if you feel like breaking any of those at any point. He, de- right. he decides which monsters are on shift. Yeah, he's the ge- he's the devil's general manager. <laughs> Man, I was reading that uh, his name, is, that guy is Baphomet, which is the same guy that the Knights Templar were worshipping back in the day. The Knights Templar worshipped Baphomet? That's what they said. Good for them. That's what the Pope said. <laughs> so well, if the Pope said it. <laughs> as an older Italian, it's fucking true. Yeah. <laughs> the Pope said it. He just spits wisdom constantly. <laughs> Always listen to what the Pope has to say. If you take away one thing from this podcast, respect the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> Respecting the Holy Catholic Church. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Wait. give yeah. it up for the Pope, everybody. But then his girlfriend's looking for him, too. But uh, not even looking for him. She, like, goes on some weird (laughs) cross-country search for closure and, like, I guess to find that goes to her boyfriend's murder site. Yeah, I mean, where would Seems like, I don't know, not there. It's the only place she's heard of. Maybe the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot of tourists. I'd go on, like, a nice little vacation. I'd probably go the opposite direction that my boyfriend was stabbed to death. Like, (laughs) girls weekend. Why you gotta be so clingy? Yeah, exactly. But it is a girls weekend. Like, he meets up with a gal or some chick at a bar. They're fucking palling around. She's like, oh, my God, I'll drive you to the graveyard that your boyfriend was murdered at. (laughs) We'll we'll make a day of it. (laughs) That's a solid friend. If you meet someone who's down to do that ever just never let them go yeah we've been friends for years and i probably wouldn't do that with you <laughs> it doesn't sound fun for me could you imagine if just if at any point he walks into the club and goes i'll drive you to the graveyard <laughs> no you will not <laughs> you will not take me to the graveyard <laughs> man there's a graveyard halfway between me and kian's houses <laughs> <laughs> and we'll never go there <laughs> that's where we got to start meeting up to do this <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, meeting a stranger and then just being like, yes, we can go wherever you want. Like, this lady must have nothing else going on. She said, yeah, I got nothing going on tomorrow. (laughs) And then she's like, yeah, we'll just go to the cemetery. I got a... Yeah, didn't she say she wasn't doing anything important tomorrow? Like, I like to imagine she canceled some banal plans. Sorry, sweetie, I can't pick you up from school anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy's going to the graveyard (laughs) with a new friend. Not again. (laughs) It keeps happening. (laughs) He's always just (laughs) skulking around the bar looking for someone to take to the graveyard. (laughs) That is small-town Alberta believable, though. That is small-town Alberta. Honestly, yes. That is absolutely what they do for fun in Peace River. It really is. It's 12 on a Tuesday. You want to go hang out at the graveyard? I know <laughs> we just met, but I'll take you. I got four PBRs, but they're the strong kind. <laughs> Man, that sounds exactly like a fucking road gig. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, while they're there, the therapist is also there for some reason and stabs them up, kills their friend, mm-hmm. chases down uh, the lady. Uh, but then the lady gets saved by uh, the monsters and her boyfriend. They come out of the crypts, rescue her. Maybe this movie is about not judging a book by its cover. Mm, I don't know. I mean, they were pretty much right about the monsters. The monsters, like, they judged that they were down to eat people, and they were. Yeah. Mm. Like, I mean, they are down for eating and murdering. That's true. But only righteous eating and murdering. Unless they get you into the gang. (laughs) (laughs) If they let you in. 
<laughs> yeah, if they you, won't eat you. They just bite. Yeah, you can get bit into the gang. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta restart. The- <laughs> Yeah, I like that. They're like wandering down through like the underworld of the whole fucking, you know, the the Midian city, which I, is fucking cool. I really like how they have it set up. Yeah, it was dope as hell, honestly. Pretty fucking sick. I like all the monsters, all the fat guy monsters that you see. Um, all in their own little freak room. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've all got like their little fucking, <laughs> yeah, they all have like their little cubby hole where they're just, <laughs> yep. they're just committing their own atrocities in there. It's like the biggest uh, like underground city I've ever seen, and they all have the smallest room you could imagine. <laughs> it's like the yeah. size of a locker at school, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like they have space to fill. It's just you're not welcome in it. Yeah, we're minimalists here. <laughs> Minimalist monsters. <laughs> the guy meets the Baphomet statue. He like talks to him about, or the statue. You like you know tells him it's his destiny and all this fucking crazy shit he's like everyone thinks it's insane how he's like the only guy who's been able to look at that and not go nuts and all this shit mm-hmm. and he's like you know it's pretty obvious that he's going to be like a pretty important monster almost a savior he's going to be a savior to the dying bre- or race of Medeans because mm-hmm. uh, that, that was the whole thing that they also uh, explained to them at this point is that they were fucking they used to like live above the earth and then they were all hunted down by humans and this was like the last kind of bastion of people who were uh, like the demons and shit who survived they all had to like go underground which reminded me of fucking white colonizers I think that this is Clive Barker trying to make you give a shit about all the atrocities that white people committed on you know native american populations mm-hmm. and uh the way he uh, made you care about it was by instead of having them be minorities he made the monsters with powers that's kind of a minority as well it's a kind of minority but like a way cooler minority <laughs> you can't be a majority if there's seven of you, <laughs> you <live> underground <laughs> <laughs> you're the only guy whose head is shaped like a moon <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're glad you're not the majority it could be an allegory for colonization but it also could be about endangered species you it could also that? be that but either way man this movie is just scary avatar is what I realized <laughs> at a certain point it is point. scary avatar <laughs> <laughs> totally scary avatar. Somebody owes Clive Barker money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's about a guy who joins this fucking population of persecuted people after not being persecuted for the rest or his whole life mm-hmm. and then saves their ass. And that's scary avatar. You think this is a white savior movie then? It yeah, totally it's is. absolutely a white savior movie, except they the white guys saving themselves. white monsters. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't do it themselves. They need a white guy to help them yeah. get them. And have you noticed, like, the monster form of him is still pretty much a white guy? Like, it's just a little scarier white guy. Yeah, he's got blood right here, but yeah, that's exactly. the only he, thing that makes him a monster. It. Yeah, he, he's a, he got promoted. He's like a higher white guy. Yeah, <laughs> white guy with some designs on his face. That's a white it. guy who's bleeding tribal now, perpetually. Art. Yeah, tribal white guy. He got <laughs> a tattoo on his white. face, and all of a sudden he's a monster. <laughs> Ta-da! Man. Yeah, that's true. This movie is secretly about guys who get tribal tattoos that's what it is it's totally what it is <laughs> i like it when they don't transform that much and you can see like oh that was definitely in his contract that yep. his face couldn't be obscured that is all I that can't, <laughs> i can't sit for four hours every day clive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would fucking suck to go from working with doug bradley the guy who's just like always in makeup all the time to this fucking clown who's like no you can put a design on my forehead <laughs> and a knife in my chest and that nothing else that's it i got an afternoon matinee hamlet that i <laughs> <laughs> oh man also the protagonist in this movie is a mullet too important 
That's a Clive Barker through line I want to point out. Yeah, man, I think we're going to see a lot of mullets in this podcast just based on where we're getting the movies from. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of mullets and a lot of perms. Plenty of mullets. <laughs> we keep getting excited every time we see a mullet. I've just realized there's been one in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I'm still going to get excited about it every time. <laughs> yeah. Just so you guys know, in the director's cut, no mullets. <laughs> They're all yeah. out of the director's The cut. director's haircut, that's what they call it. <laughs> They've all got fades in the director's cut. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, the girl fucking tries to like convince him to leave the monster sanctuary too, which yep. I think is a, a pretty impressive amount of white lady confidence to tell your chosen monster boyfriend to you know fuck off and be your you know leave oh you're not allowed to leave i'm gonna have to talk to the manager yeah i'm gonna you can do it you can do whatever you want i know that the, the baphomet himself has uh, given you an ancient prophecy but i would really like it if we could go for dinner right now <laughs> <laughs> i would really like it if we could go back to my parents house <laughs> olive garden closes at 10 yeah can we leave midian please <laughs> <laughs> we already have to go at the speed of light if we want to make it in time for a reservation. <laughs> <laughs> and he listens. He chooses his girlfriend over the devil himself. He does. <laughs> Which probably a smart call, you know. That's a good man right there. <laughs> He's coming home. Yeah, that's, 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 that, that's a man with his priorities straight, you know. <laughs> yeah, this movie taught our dads that when you're out with your boys but the wife calls... You gotta go home. Fucking move. <laughs> <laughs> move. That's right. Just fucking move. Oh, man. But, yeah, so they fucking go off to a motel, and then it turns out that right before they got there, the serial killer therapist struck their fucking first and like murdered everybody in the hotel. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they get there, and the cops just fucking pin it on them. They arrest him, take him back to jail. Well, yeah, but he started drinking the blood off, like, the ground. Eh, yeah, but, like, he didn't do the crime. I mean, that's... He's just cleaning up, if, I would say. If you were walking... Trying to in, help. If you walked into a crime scene and you saw a guy licking it... I'd be like, you probably saw who did this then. <laughs> Thank you, detective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was a fucking mess in here, dude. I'm glad you, I'm glad you started handling glad it. you got the worst of it before I came in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he gets framed. Yeah. Again. Yeah, again, by the same guy. Man. But somehow they don't ask him how he came back to life. <laughs> no, they don't. I really, I really, really like that because they've like got Imagine him in jail. Imagine it was the same cop that shot him. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you again. Wait, deja vu, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you again. Back to jail. The how dare you come back to life? <laughs> the cop's like, hold on, I'm seeing stuff. I think my therapist gave me LSD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just can't believe that, like, after they caught him, the therapist is, like, brought into this investigation somehow. Like, he's able to weasel himself in there. Yeah. And he was like, okay, first off, this guy survived. I know you thought you killed him, but he survived. And he's doing all these murders still. Like, at that point, doesn't it really sound like the therapist is the one doing all these murders when he's trying to sell you on the fact that... No, dude, he's a medical professional. <laughs> At that point, it makes me think the therapist has no other fucking patients. Yeah. <laughs> all he does is follow this fucking guy around. Frame him for murders. That's it. He Jesus never has Christ. another patient. <laughs> yeah. 
Went to school for six years for that. <laughs> for one guy. Hey, man, you're kind of fucking up my mental state right now. And I, I can tell because I just sold my soul to Baphomet. <laughs> I got tribal art on my forehead. <laughs> this was on your watch, dude. <laughs> my girlfriend recommended you to me. <laughs> That's true. The whole time the girlfriend is just like, please go back to therapy. <laughs> and he does. And this is what happens. So. Yep. Never go to therapy. Handle that shit yourself. Bottle it up. Do whatever you got to do because your therapist will fuck you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> oh, uh, I want to talk. There's like a police brutality scene while they have him in jail. Like the they all come in and they're like, I'll show you. Uh, this is what you get for coming to my town and eating people. <laughs> they all, <laughs> it, like they fucking close the doors and they, uh, the police chief like lights a cigar and just starts beating the shit out of him <laughs> while he's like smoking inside, which I think it's so funny that we abolished smoking inside before we got rid of doing that. Like <laughs> yeah. cops are still beating people on the street. They just don't have darts in their mouth anymore. That's, that's the only that's difference. That is dangerous. It's dangerous. Somebody might also get burned. As yeah, well. you can't <laughs> smoke while you're pounding the shit out of a guy. <laughs> yeah, that's you the number one cause of cancer. I know, right? <laughs> Secondhand smoke. <laughs> he doesn't want to breathe that in. I only want to hurt him for like a week, not for his whole life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not trying to give him lymphoma over here. <laughs> oh, man. But. Yeah, so it's like the fucking lawyers fully convinced him. Oh, and then they also bring in a medical examiner to mm -hmm. check this guy out, and then he, like, feels his pulse and realizes he has no pulse. And instead of, like, wanting to get to the bottom of it, he just, like, freaks out and runs away. <laughs> Which I think is a very bold move. Is it like if I, I I didn't realize doctors could just do shit like that? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine you you're like doctor, my foot's been feeling a little weird. You pull it out and then he just screams and runs. Not what even not even screaming. He just like examines it for a second and then books it out of the room. It's like is he coming back? <laughs> do I wait here? Or like <laughs> <laughs> fucking free medical care. <laughs> I just bolt. <laughs> our our doctors in Canada should be allowed to do that just run yeah yeah if they, uh, yeah they don't, don't get paid exactly i'm not paying them if my doctor takes off if <laughs> my doctor barreled out of the window i'd be like i get it if i'm my, not gonna pay you I, if my doctor hurt me i'd be like that's within your rights yeah <laughs> i did get what i paid for you know what's best doc <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the therapist like or they fucking break him out of or all the you know night breeds break him uh break the fucking main guy out of jail Mm. They do like this big heist on him where they bust him out. They have like a girl who or uh, the the demon who's like the hot, hot girl with all the fucking quills and shit. She, yeah, the babe demon. Oh, actually not the quills, just a different babe demon, the shapeshifter babe. Mm. She's able to like fucking turn into smoke and get under the door or whatever. And then she's just like there and naked. And that's the whole distraction <laughs> yep. is that she's hot and doesn't have clothes on. And the prison guards like, I know that you're an intruder, but I'd like to see where this goes. <laughs> Again, Clive Barker has nailed small town, Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I saw that, I was like, I'm, I bet I could rob some places just with the confusion of nakedness. <laughs> if I was naked and tried to kiss a security guard. Yeah. I think I might get away with that. <laughs> 
worst cops ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the Calgary Police Department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kick the crap out of a guy, have a cigar. Look, a naked girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's worse PR for the Calgary Police Department, this movie or that documentary on Crave where they just beat up homeless guys? <laughs> Did you guys see that? Oh, yeah. This movie. <laughs> yeah. I think this movie followed by the time that they uh, beat the shit out of that person dressed up like a stormtrooper in front of a comic book shop. <laughs> that was pretty good. W's all around for the CPD. <laughs> Shout out to the CPD, baby. <laughs> also, have you ever noticed that like, what, every girl monster is hot and every guy monster looks fucking disgusting? Like, how do monsters have sex in these movies? They show you in, like, the third or fourth cave hole. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch the director's cut. That's what most of this movie is. It explains. <laughs> the extra hours. Yep. Just monsters yeah, it's, fucking. It's monster sex. They the explain the reproductive systems of these monsters. Then I That's the plot holes that were <laughs> the Clive Barker was leaving out. Yeah, if they showed me what kind of dicks they got, I would have been able to follow this movie yeah. pretty easy. Because <laughs> no girls in that time was watching a Clive Barker movie. No girls. Yeah. Only fucking eighteen-year-old boys were watching it, thinking it was the greatest thing. You had to have hot girl monsters. Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's true. I appreciate that Clive threw those in there for us. Yeah, for us straight bros. Yeah, <laughs> some yeah, hot yeah. girl monsters. <laughs> Two hot girl monsters. He made that's all it. the dudes gross. He really hopped on a grenade. You know, he could have made this perfect movie for him to jack off to all day long. No, he made it for me to jack off to See? all day long. Selfless. Amen. Thanks, Clive. <laughs> Selfless, Clive. Clive does it for the children. <laughs> you knew that I'd be born eight years later and think this was really sexy. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the cops end up fucking gearing up like on uh, a recommendation from the therapist to invade Median because mm. they think that they he's... They form a militia. Yeah, they form a militia. They <laughs> actually do. And uh, they like they show like their armory for a second, and it was fucking insane. All the guns and shit that the Calgary Police Department has <laughs> in this movie—it's like Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, any movie that's set in Canada, it's hard for me to follow because they show like the Calgary Police having machine guns, and it's like most of them don't even have tasers, man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they don't have handcuffs. Yeah, like the, the, the whole gear, the, the armory th scene should just be like a shelf full of the leather gloves that cops wear. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they just put. And three on. shelves of flashlights. <laughs> yeah. And then just like a pad of fucking tickets, and then they all <laughs> take off to Medea. <laughs> all right, guys, let's go tackle some monsters. <laughs> let's tow these fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, just walking into hell and giving everybody a ticket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do go from the tiniest police force to like a huge... Well, yeah, but it's. I mean, it seems like it's padded out with just like enthusiasts. What were we saying? They went from a tiny police force to a huge one. Oh, yeah, but it was all, like, padded out with militia guys. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it was all just, which, does Calgary Police Department do that a lot? Yeah, they have, like, a, they have an on-call militia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Volunteer police force. Man, if they had that, half of Calgary would enroll in that. Totally. Yeah. Like, the other half would get shot instantly. Yeah. <laughs> the other half of Calgary would be unarmed victims. Yeah, just the emergency Calgary demon police. <laughs> we go and fight hell monsters when they should arise. Every police department has a standing army. <laughs> They're able to raise their levies fucking get some fucking troops in there really like that <laughs> yeah 
I couldn't tell if it was like other dudes or officers because I'm pretty sure they were all wearing uniforms, weren't they? Some were, but then I, I, I just noticed specifically like during the actual war, like after they murdered a bunch of the cops, they started just murdering like regular looking guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's and it's true. like, oh, you guys don't know what you got caught up in. <laughs> it was sort of like that uh, bring the villagers with their pitchforks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll bring them all. <laughs> it reminded me of like the all, all the fucking alt right, you know, like the I guess also the antifa, but like the far uh, right and left militant guys, where they just yes. it's like none of them look like they could win a fight, but you fucking bet they're showing up to that fight. <laughs> yeah, like, they're all going anyway. Yeah, they've got bulletproof vests on. They ordered police uniforms off the internet. You ever see those guys where they're just like all strapped? I saw one guy on the train. He had like his own peace officer outfit. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> It was Halloween, though. <laughs> no, this was summer. Oh <laughs> this was in the summer. It was just like fucking Seth on bringing fucking order to the LRT himself. How could, you, how could you tell it wasn't a real peace officer, though? Because it didn't have any of the like the right logos or patches. Like it had all the like space for all the patches to be, but they were just like blank. And he was like way more. He had a lot like a lot more straps on than he should. Like that's how you can tell these tactical losers from like real cops <laughs> is that they strap way too much shit to their arms. Arms and legs. That's so fucking. They have way too many pockets. Yeah, I got a uniform that says Officer of the Peace just to avoid copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> the monster family got bigger too, not just the cops. All of a sudden, for a breed that was supposed to be getting wiped out. Yeah. yeah there was, yeah, there was a million monsters coming out of every hole in the fucking ground to fight. <laughs> yeah. They introduced five of them off the top. And yeah. know that there's like 7,000 of them that you'll see later. Yeah. And some of them had like cooler designs than a lot of the other ones. Like there was that guy, that other monster who you thought was just one of those monsters who was just a fat guy, but he had tentacles come out of his gut. I really liked that That was guy. pretty neat. He was at gunpoint for a while and yeah. he was just like dazzled the guy with this fucking chest tentacles so much that's it though there for a minute yeah yeah who was your guys' favorite member of the militia? Mine was the flamethrower guy who blew himself up. Yeah. <laughs> that was also mine. I, that, that really terrifies me. Like, what what uh, firepower does Clive Barker think the Calgary Police Force has? Or what firepower do they actually have? Yeah, maybe he's right about this. Maybe this is an excellently maybe researched Cl yeah, film. Yeah, maybe Clive went to Calgary, and one of them was like, hey, you want to see something pretty cool? <laughs> My buddy died using this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saved this from World War II. <laughs> Thankfully, when he died, we were already in a graveyard. <laughs> you want to go out there? I, I got nothing to do tomorrow. I could drive you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, during that whole fucking uh, final fight, Boone finally kills his therapist in uh, a way that I really like. The therapist, like, stabs him through the back so that the fucking blades, like, you know, through his chest. Yeah. But guess what, bitch? Boone's immune to everything now. Yeah, I'm already dead, bitch. Yeah. Now He's bring him in for dead. a hug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. He does. Brings him. That, that was awesome. I really liked stabbing you with the knife you've already been stabbed with. That's some good Clive Barker fucking body horror right <laughs> That's there. That's the ultimate turnaround right there. Really love that. That yeah. Res love and respect to Clive Barker and David Cronenberg for coming up with that little stunt. I really I wonder how much of David Cronenberg's fucking body horror awfulness bled into this movie. I don't know who that is, but I also wonder that. He played uh, the therapist. He also made Videodrome. 
Oh, we watched that. Yeah, he's the, the director. Fly, the movie. remake of The Fly. Yeah, a lot of movies where it's like people transforming into awful, horrible shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that probably probably was him. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's also cool. <laughs> let's discuss some logistics of film. Yeah, let's uh, What do you guys? <laughs> let's talk about movies Brad doesn't remember very well. <laughs> That's what this podcast is. You guys seen Star Wars? <laughs> Man, I think being hugged to death is the best way to go out though. Like even if you get even if there's like a knife in the guy's chest, I think that's still a admirable. I think I'd like it. It's I still think, a nice gesture. I think I, if if I was, I, I'd be able to like put the knife out of my brain and just you know enjoy the human contact. <laughs> riding just cuddle for with. a minute. Yeah, you're dying. Enjoy enjoy the hug. Yeah, that's true. Especially <laughs> when there's a giant face off between militia and monsters. Yeah, especially when there's you're gonna go somehow go with a hug. <laughs> Let's take a minute. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it's been a tough night for all of us. <laughs> Let's just hug it out. <laughs> <laughs> Would, wouldn't it be crazy if after that they both didn't die and then just like made peace and became friends yeah the <laughs> he was like all right now i'll help you with your depression yeah the serial killer gets stabbed he's like oh my god is this what i've been doing to people this <laughs> sucks <laughs> why do you have to ruin the director's cut for everyone <laughs> <laughs> i think in the progressive re-release of this movie they should just hug and neither of them should die and then they should go outside and make peace <laughs> yeah you guys we actually we're fine now we worked it out as you can see <laughs> everyone's murdering each other they're like it wasn't even about that <laughs> there's a lot more going on here all right well we're gonna leave because we feel like we've handled what yeah. we came here for <laughs> i think craig sheffer made one movie after that and then he disappeared yeah he did craig. what was he in the river runs through it or whatever brad pitt he oh that's a famous one damn i haven't two seen it's but then he disappeared. <laughs> I don't know if you could call Nightbreed a hit. I think it was a box office disaster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But Wikipedia said the 2014 cut achieved cult status. <laughs> you heard so it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. There is a very small devoted cult to the 2014 director's cut of Nightbreed. I'm just saying everybody who was a part of this has something to be proud of. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, we're just about done. Let's fucking talk about the ending here because uh, 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 Boone goes down to the Baphomet statue to ask what he needs to what needs to be done here. Baphomet renames Boone to Cabal. Absolutely. And then tells him that, oh, actually, you've already fucked this. There's no saving this, which I really like. <laughs> He's like Boone's like, how do we save this? <laughs> Cabal or fucking Baphomet is like, dude, it, you have exploded. Yeah, dude, go find us a different place. Yeah, blown up our undercity. Please build us a new one. Find a new graveyard. Charge yeah, that. I mean, I would live underneath a cemetery if the rent was cheap. And it had a good location? Yeah. And it was in downtown Vancouver? <laughs> <laughs> That's called homeless, Brad. Yeah. yeah. I would be homeless, but only if they charged me a little money. Only, only, <laughs> only, only if, if I, I get can, a curtain. Yeah, only if I can pay rent to someone. So it's like I'm not homeless. <laughs> I pay rent to sleep outside. It's a lot like having my own place. Every morning I wake up, I throw 25 bucks on the ground, and I say, That's my rent. It's paid. <laughs> I call that camping. Take it, God. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then he leads the monsters on a quest. It was supposed to be Nightbreed 2, which never happened. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what sucked. Is you could really could see that they were gearing up for a sequel. Yeah. And the yeah. sequel would have ruled. Yeah, because, like, it, it ends with, like, this <laughs> dot, like, 
kid monster being like, I wonder what will become of us and when he will return. And then the mom's like, he'll return on the wind. So yeah. probably tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. <laughs> tonight or if not tonight, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this dude does not have a lot going on. <laughs> he only travels by parachute, so he'll probably be here in like a week and a half. Yeah, it depends on how windy it is tonight. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, they turn him into Moses and he takes his monster Jews and the movie. <laughs> <laughs> to find the promised haunted house. That's it. <laughs> this is really an allegory for a lot of different stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, and then this girlfriend at the end is like turned me into a monster. He's like, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah, she and was not allowed in the group. Yeah, no, yeah. no girls allowed. He says. <laughs> He's like, you're not as hot as the other two girl yeah. monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. He really just wanted to try his luck with the hot girl <laughs> monsters. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll bite you, but you gotta lose like thirty pounds. Yep. Well, and then she fucking stabbed herself, and he's like, Ugh, fine. <laughs> and bites her and Forced brings her, her way in. in. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a real fucking girl move. Clingy. She is clingy. Talks him out of the, his deal with the <laughs> devil, and then makes makes her him let her join the monster club. Yeah, I mean, that's just a good way to prove, like, to prove to yourself how much your significant other loves you. You know what I mean? <laughs> to kill them? Yeah, yeah. Give them a cure and then poison yourself. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to see if my wife really likes me by stabbing myself and seeing if she can save me or not. <laughs> <laughs> if you loved me, you'd know CPR. Yeah. <laughs> if you loved me, you'd know whether to take it out or leave it in. Knife. Um, that's fucking Nightbreed. Boom. That's that. I really liked it. I thought I felt like it had a lot of, uh, I don't know. It had some really fucking cool ideas. I enjoyed it a lot more once I watched some lore videos on YouTube and figured out what was going on with the rest of the monsters and all that. But yeah, yeah I wish Clive had like another hour to fucking explain, you know, monster reproductive systems to us. And I think this would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, I wish it was like, in, uh, I wish it was a documentary. Yeah, like Clive just narrating what's happening, like it's a real story. Because then I felt like I would have been able to follow. It, it could be like The Office, where they'd cut to like interviews with all the characters <laughs> with the moonhead guy yeah. Baphomet just doing this at the camera <laughs> the moonhead guy's like yeah I'm not a monster I just have a deformity <laughs> I have no powers they won't None. let me leave <laughs> oh. what do you think of it I loved it when I was your guy's age we used to watch it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime a new comic was coming through town, they came over. We got blitzed out of our minds and watched that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And, we uh, watched that, uh, Hellraiser, and uh, Too Hot for TV was all the clips for uh, um, Fan from TV, it was called. It was okay. all the clips. <laughs> they couldn't show on television of people getting mushed by trains and shit. <laughs> wow, that's very similar to what we watch now. It's just on live leak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brad and I have had parties where we've had shit like that just on in the background. Yeah. And that's what people would leave. <laughs> the very end of that video was a lady getting hit by a train. She's not looking. She gets hit by a train and, and the body disintegrates and the spray hits the camera and it ends. And people would throw up and leave our house. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I decide when the party over. That's right. <laughs> you guys got anything that uh, the past generation may have learned from this? You know, I think don't trust therapists. Um, I think, you know, don't smoke inside, but still do police brutality. <laughs> um, what else? I don't know. Hopefully stand up for the little guy, but you know, that's not true. They, you know that we didn't learn that. 
Yeah, I mean, we didn't learn that, but maybe that's something the future generations yep. could learn from it. Steven Spielberg learned the plot for Avatar. That's something, <laughs> something that we learned. Not really all our parents, but definitely someone's parents. Because this is seriously just the fucking plot of Avatar. This is just scary totally Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> it's B-grade Avatar. <laughs> this crazy. really makes sense that Clive Barker said he wanted to make Avatar since the 90s. This shit came out in 1990. Now I get what he meant. Yeah. He saw this movie. He's like, let's make him blue. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pitch you this Paramount Pictures. <laughs> and it made million. It was the highest grossing movie of all time. So, yeah, that was the only thing wrong with this, actually. Clive Barker was about two steps away from having an actual classic instead of just <laughs> yeah. seven cult classics. Should have been a classic. It was one of the only monster movies that came out that wasn't a slasher film. Yes. That's true. Yeah, that that yeah, it came yeah, this was like a whole fucking this was right at the uh, end of the glut of like slashers that came out through the 70s yeah. and 80s. Uh horror was fucking, I don't know. I, you tell me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like horror was kind of at a weird spot right now where you had guy, uh, movie or guys like Clive Barker who were doing cool shit but getting ignored cuz everyone was just so fucking tired yeah. of horror shit. Yeah. Because it was just the same slasher thing, so nobody was giving anything a chance. Yeah. Nothing new a chance. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's. I was reading, um, like, Clive Barker's complaints about why he thought the movie didn't do as well as it should have, and that's what he said. He said the studio marketed it like it was a slasher film mm. when actually it had some shit to say. Yeah. It was a shooting film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not one person gets slashed in this whole goddamn movie. No, it was a militia movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie's about ganging up with your friends to fucking kill guys. I uh, loved it. Kill we had guys the VHS. We wore out the VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think? We got, do we got to get the next generation onto this movie or what? This one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck Avatar, dude. We're just we're showing them Nightbreed. I'm showing my kids Nightbreed, telling them that's Avatar. I got to find the director's cut now. I'll yeah. show it to my daughter. I don't care. Yeah, I think I think we need him to watch it because there's some lessons to be learned. There even are if lessons. Even if it's a little hard to follow for yeah. guys like me. Like, don't be clingy. That's the biggest lesson. Don't be clingy. <laughs> Give the man some space. Yeah, right. seriously. He likes your, to have his weekends be his weekends. Let your boyfriend be Monster Moses. <laughs> He doesn't always have to hang out with you every week. That's right. You know? Yeah, let him be with his own friends. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you got to be part of everything? <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's that says it. Yeah, that's fucking it. Thank we you. We re-release it on Blu-ray once again. That would be awesome. <laughs> I think this movie should get a new director's cut every 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, keep Another adding some hour. more shit. Yeah. Every 10 years. <laughs> every hour, he just goes and see you, we see some different rooms down in that fucking hell basement. Eventually, this will be the movie Bible. It'll just be so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it should be. All, All right. right. You got anything to plug? Follow me on Instagram, Key and Beatty. No. At the Comedy Festival, but when do you guys put this out? It'll be uh, over. Two weeks. It'll be over. I was at the Edmonton Comedy Festival. Yeah, Mike <laughs> murdered at the Edmonton Comedy Festival. <laughs> I killed. Drop in the comments below how much you loved Mike at the <laughs> Comedy Festival. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, hey, man. We appreciate you. you. Yeah, you thank watch. you guys. Oh, hey, if anyone's in Vancouver and wants to see me when I'm staying at that fucking uh, base mattress on the floor, I'll be there November 25th to 30th at the House of Comedy.
Yes, you will. Coming up comedy some Wednesdays at the comic strip. Oh, yeah. Young Guns is also every other Wednesday at the comic strip. Come Wednesdays at the comic strip. Yeah, we share uh, Wednesdays, yeah, baby. Every Wednesday, come in November, and it'll be me or Brad there doing shit. Unless they get bumped. Then we happens. will not. We, we will, are we'll unbumpable. We're, we're getting bumped. We're 